You're listening to Breaking the Silence, a podcast by Reach 10, where we're creating a culture of courage, compassion, and connection to overcome the shame, silence, and fear that often surrounds topics such as sexuality and pornography. We're your hosts, Chriselle Simons and Creed Orm. Welcome back, listeners, again to Breaking the Silence. And today we're going to answer the question with Darcy Spafford. We had her husband, Zach Spafford, on on the last episode. And we're so excited to have her today to help us answer the question, a partner's porn use is not about you. And so uh, Darcy has been a coach for wives who have spouses struggling with pornography, and she's helped them to understand how to go through the whole process of um, how to support your your husband, what to do in those situations, and how to recover themselves from betrayal trauma. So we're so excited to have her. Darcy, can you tell us a little bit more about what, uh, what you do, who you are, and uh, why you're on the podcast today? Yeah, so I uh, work with my husband in his coaching practice, and I help the wives get to the place where they can feel confident in themselves and and really take back their power and no longer give it over to pornography. And so, yeah, that's, that's basically me. I always say I'm a mom of eight and I homeschool too. So I have a lot, a lot of busyness in my life. A lot of hats to wear. So yes. much going on. <laughs> yeah, but this, this is like a passion of mine, like, because I just love being able to help women really find peace and happiness in their life again and really begin to start living their life and stop having pornography have so much pull on their on their happiness and and really how they show up in their life as a wife as as a mother you know it when your husband struggles with pornography it tends to be a really heavy weight on on the woman and it bleeds into all areas of of your life so Right. As you were talking about um, uh, before we started recording, uh, what, like you said, Zach uh, started with this business uh, or coaching because he felt so much passion from it. He just decided to go full force and just help lots of people with this. And then he had a podcast, you were on it, and all the wives listening were like, oh, can we hear more of Darcy? Let's yeah, talk and to actually, her. It's, it's funny because a lot of the husbands loved it too because they were like, I, I, you know, I would love for my wife to be able to get to where you are, where, you know, what my actions are, aren't so crushing to my wife, you know, and, and really, you know, I just, when we're both on a journey of, of healing and recovery together, I feel like there's just so much more power in that than, you know, one person, this is your problem. You figure it out type, type attitude. So Right. I really love that. I would love to know what helped you shift from it being so devastating and impactful to to where you are now. Maybe I know that there's probably a million things that did. <laughs> yeah. What do you feel like is the biggest thing that helped you make that shift? So for me, it was really learning about pornography and learning about what was going on for my husband, why it was that he, he was drawn to it. And, 
and really looking at it from a, a, like an objective standpoint, not about, you know, naked people on the screen and my husband watching it and being like so hurt by it, but really, you know, why is he doing what he's doing? I know that's not who he wants to be. I know that doesn't align with his values. I know it hurts him that he does that, but why does he keep doing that? And so once I began really exploring that and, and getting to know Zach on a more intimate level around that, instead of just being so crushed by it, then I was able to really kind of separate myself from Zach's actions and make it more about, you know, how can we overcome this together? How can we work together to get to where we want to be? And, and a lot of that was me realizing like, this isn't about me, right? This isn't about me not being good enough or me not being skinny enough or me not being, you know, adventurous in the bedroom or, you know, all of those things that your brain likes to offer you when your husband looks at pornography um, and really realizing like, no, this is his way of, of coping with, with life, you know, just like, and for me, it was learning, like, how am I like him, right? Like, how am I more like him than different than him? Yes, I don't look at pornography, but what do I struggle with? Right. And, and so looking at it more from like a behavioral standpoint, not just a moral standpoint, right? Because if I looked at it just from a moral standpoint, I'm like, I am better than you and you sin worse than me. Right. Yeah. But when I could like separate his actions from like really religion, right? Like what we believe as members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, right? But as I separated it and just looked at it as a behavior that he was engaging in, well, then I could see like, oh, when I'm really stressed out with the kids and I'm ready to lose my mind, I go and eat chocolate. And when I eat that chocolate, I'm like, ooh, dopamine hit. I feel a little <laughs> bit better. And I can now endure putting the kids to bed at the end of the day. Or, you know, just learning about that and then having compassion for him and what he was going through and also having compassion for what I was going through. Yeah. I really love that. And I, I feel like there was a, a point in my experience with my dad and, and you can go back and listen to our first episode if you want to know more about my story and even like my ex fiance and, and many of my broken and hard relationships um, before I met my husband. I, I feel like I often found myself on that moral high ground of being like, but you guys are the ones that keep messing up and ruining my life. And I had to humble myself and realize that like sin is sin, period. Mm -hmm. And that like I too struggle and I too need a savior and I'm not better than, and that helped like that humility, which was like, I was surprised that that's what I needed was really healing for me yeah and um and and so I, I think it's just interesting to hear that that was very helpful for you too and, yeah. and honestly comforting because who knew right? <laughs> yeah, it's it's crazy how we like to do that right we like to you know think of ourselves as better than someone else who sins differently than us when yeah we all sin right we all yeah. fall short whatever it is whether it's 
you know, yelling at your kids when you don't want to, or it really saying really mean, hurtful things to your husband when he looks at pornography, right? There's that too. You know, you word vomit all over your husband and tell him what a horrible person he is. And, you know, all the things that sometimes come out of your mouth when, when that's going on, right? That's not very Christ-like either, right? So just understanding that, you know? Yeah. My question uh, to follow up, Darcy, for you is, I'm sure it, as we've, we've talked with many people about it, um, finding this balance of, of how to support your spouse, um, but it's still their, their journey, their actions, their accountability. How have you found that balance of support? How do you support and um, how's that work for you and Zach? Yeah. So in the beginning, my support was let me control every aspect of your life, (laughs) right? Like that, that's where I, and I thought, you know, in the beginning, I really thought like that was being helpful, right? Like I thought I was being helpful by trying to control everything. And, and I realized after (laughs) it was about four years of doing that and getting nowhere, I was like, I'm, I'm literally going crazy. I don't want to be this person who's literally just so full of anxiety and trying to control everything. And and really I'm getting nowhere. Then for me, it was the way I support Zach is by allowing him to have emotions. And I know that sounds really strange because it's like, of course he can have emotions, but really he couldn't have emotions because like he would be stressed at work and he would come home and tell me, you know, he was climbing the corporate ladder for the first, you know, 10 years of our marriage. And he would come home from work and tell me. And all of a sudden I was like, what's going on? Are you going to get fired? Like, did you upset your boss? Like, I didn't like hearing negative emotions from Zach. I really want him to, in my brain, I'm like, you're supposed to be this strong, stable knight in shining armor in my life. Like I'm the one that's supposed to be the the emotional wreck. I can't have you being upset. Right. And so for a lot of years, he would hide from me because he would hide that stress and he would hide that. And he would use that, you know, he would use pornography as a way to deal with that. And so now that I've, I I understand that now, now I, I allow him to express his feelings and I ask him about his feelings and I don't make it mean anything except for that he's a human with, with feelings, just like I am. And so- I, I love that you bring that up. Cause I think that is such an important topic, um, which we could have a whole other podcast about, yeah. but um, yes, uh, men, especially in this culture have, it, there's like this, uh, this thing culturally where they're not allowed to express as much emotion as women or not allowed to have those feelings or they're weak if they, they do whatever emotion it is. Um, but uh, if we allow emotional beings, which are both men and women to be emotional beings, they can learn to cope with uh, their emotions a lot healthier than, than using pornography or, or eating chocolate. And um, that is such, I feel like a key part. So I'm so glad that you're able to mention that and notice that in your journey, that that was a part of it. And finally, we're able to let him be human. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. And, and then another thing that I do to support him is we just have really open dialogue about this, right? Like, like just the other day, Zach was like, 
oh, hey, I, you know, I was watching this show and there was something that came up. I just wanted to let you know, right? Back in the day, that would have like set me over the edge and I would have like been spinning and spiraling out of control. And I was like, oh, thanks for letting me know. How are you doing? Was that, you know, did that send you down the rabbit holes? Like what we, no, not at all. You know, I just acknowledged that it was there and moved on, right? I think that's part of it too, is just realizing that, that we are sexual beings. We do notice things, right? Like we, we notice beauty. So if you're at the beach and someone walks by, you notice them, right? And just acknowledging that, yeah, my husband's human. I'm human. We both notice things and it doesn't mean anything. And, and it doesn't have to be more than noticing, right? And, and I feel like a lot of times as wives is we're like, I don't want you to notice, which mm-hmm. is a really, really high standard to live up to when you're a person with eyeballs. Yeah. When you're literally wired to notice. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it's not something you can't do. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You know, I, I you know, I, I, I just like, it's like, oh, we're at the beach. Oh, let's just look at the sand. Right. Like, you know, and there, and there's a difference between obviously like noticing and more than noticing, but, but I think oftentimes we, we shame husbands for literally noticing and that, and then that sends them into like, I'm a bad person because I noticed or, you know, and it kind of perpetuates the cycle. So Mm -hmm. I think the key is definitely um, being mindful of when you notice and then accepting that and then helping to guide your thoughts to where you want to choose your thoughts to go because when when you can notice your thoughts you can choose what thoughts to have you really can you can say no i don't i don't really want those thoughts right now because of this and this and this reason i want these other thoughts for this and this and this reason you know and then choose that Yeah. yeah for sure Darcy, I really appreciate just your honesty and like expressing your experience with the anxiety in the beginning. And it yeah. sounds like you've come to a place of, of incredible peace. And, and, and I'm sure that there, you know, are moments where you're like, Ooh, you want to go back to that anxiety. Um, but what, what, what did it feel like in the middle of that? Like, we talked about the beginning, we talked about like where you are right now. What did it feel like as you were starting to shift? Yes. So for me, it was really a lot of just awareness, right? Because in the beginning, it was just like a uh, fight or flight, right? Reaction. Yeah. And, and so in the, in the middle, it was becoming aware of what was going on. Okay. What am I making this mean about me? Right? Like if Zach came in or if I found something or he told me or whatever, okay, what am I making this mean about me? Is that true? No, it's not true. Okay. Let's, let's, let's decide what is true because, you know, like I said earlier, our brain likes to offer us thoughts all the time. And so it began questioning what my brain was offering me instead of just believing everything it offered. Right. I really love that. I think that, I think that that curiosity of just being like, okay, but what else does this mean? mm -hmm, Yeah, we are really powerful we are mean making machines. That's what our brains are designed to do. And it's, I think what you're mentioning is that it's really not helpful to think my partner's pornography use hasn't like, it has something to do with me. Like 
you were mentioning, when we kind of take ourselves out of the equation and just look at it, okay, my partner's using pornography, what, this, what does this mean about him or what's, or her, what's going on in their lives to um, guide them towards this behavior? Yeah, then we can change the meaning. Of, well, I don't want to say change. We, I guess we can get a better perspective about what's really going on as opposed to just believing what our brains want to think about our, what it means about us, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, for sure. And just really the more awareness we have and the more understanding we gain around that area, the, the, I feel like the more leverage we get over our, our minds, right? Like, mm-hmm. and, and in the beginning, like, you know, it's so devastating when you hear, right? Because your whole life, what have we heard? Pornogas- por- bleh, pornography destroys families, right? And so when you, when you're, you've heard that your entire life, and then you find out your husband struggles with pornography, it's like, my life's destroyed. And, and now it's like, I can look at pornography and say, this is one of the greatest blessings that has happened in our marriage because we've grown so much together and we've been able to connect and, and really grow as a couple into who we are now. And it helps us be able to help other people and to help our children, right? This like pornography is not going away. It gets, it's just even more accessible than it used to be. Right. And so I just, yeah, I just love it. I love love that. That was something that my husband and I were talking about the other day that often heroes have a villain and that villain actually sharpens the hero makes the hero who they are um and i think that the pornography is that for so many of us that um not just pornography but but you know all the consequences that come from choosing to live in a way that is not in alignment with our values when it comes to the law of chastity can can really sharpen us when we struggle with them as we overcome it and and i think that's so so true Darcy, what call to action would you leave with our listeners as far as, as separating our identity from other people's choices and our experience from other people's choices? I would say just really, you know, really look at what it is that you're believing and why it is you're believing that and ask yourself, is what I'm believing serving me? Is it helping me be the person I want to be in, in my marriage and, and, and as a mother and, and just in life in general. And if it's not, then question it and see what else is true. What else could there be that could, could help you get to where you want to be? Perfect. Love it, Darcy. Thank you so much for sharing all of this with us today. Um, we're so happy that our listeners can, can listen to it and, glean all this wonderful wisdom. So thanks a bunch. Awesome. Thanks for having me. It's been fun. Totally. And can our listeners find you in the same place they find your husband? Yep. Yep. Perfect. Self-mastery podcast. Self-mastery podcast. I love it. We will definitely link that in our show notes and thank you for your wisdom, your grace, and your beauty. You're so amazing. Thanks. (laughs) Thank you for listening to Breaking the Silence by Reach 10. Help us create a new culture of connection by sharing what you heard today with at least 10 people. 
Please help us reach more young adults by going to iTunes to rate and review our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you don't miss any episodes. Reach 10 is a nonprofit. You can help support this podcast by donating on our website and following us on social media. We share these views to open the dialogue on these tough issues. We are not professionals, and the ideas shared on this podcast should not be taken as professional advice. The opinions and views that our hosts and guests share do not necessarily reflect the views of Reach 10, and we don't guarantee the accuracy of any statements you hear. Reach 10 is not responsible for your use of information heard on this podcast. We keep learning and invite you to join us as we build a more open, compassionate, and courageous culture.